0: No, I mean, in your experience of, like, interviewing all these people, because you must have, like, interviewed so many people by now. I mean, like, up to the hundreds and not even counting the published ones.
1: I think, yeah, maybe 200, a bit more than 200, yeah. Yeah,
0: I sensed it, I sensed it. (laughs) About 200.
1: What's your question?
0: My question for you... um, Well, just because, you know, like, I I haven't known you since, like, the... uh, Majority of this year. Yes. I'm just curious to know, like, your lineage and your dance background, and because, um, in VCA, yes, someone had, like, a teacher had foolishly said one time that there aren't any dancers coming out of Darwin, and then, and then, and then she was like, but then I said that to a class one time, and someone rebutted me because he was from Darwin, and then I was like, that must've been Matt. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, uh, also Josh Moo
0: yeah, and um, Josh moves. We
1: grew up a couple of houses down the street from each other.
0: He's doing the chunky move.
1: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So he's also a Darwin boy. Uh, luckily, there was a desire for Ozdance, Northern Territory and Trax Dance Company and um, Betcha Mondragon, who was running an entertainment company as well, and they all put effort into taking on people who were not yet good enough and then getting them good for the show. Okay.
2: Uh,
1: and I think that that's just luck, right? Because if you're in a bigger city, you have to be good first.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So, yeah, there's plenty of people coming out of Darwin. But there's, I guess there's also a question about should you stay in the place that has started you off, or should you outgrow it and then come back and give value to it? Or... What does it mean to be based somewhere? Because I feel like I'm based both in Darwin and Sydney. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was also lucky that like there's a lot of um, there were there's a lot of Filipino culture, and they in their culture, it's more n- normal for boys to dance or sing or be yeah. Entertaining and entertained by that, Um, by doing that. And so they, I think, that meant that they, the stigma that stops people in some cultures from dancing in the first place wasn't there for them. And so I was lucky that I saw them dancing and was inspired. Basically, it's about inspiration for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and, in like uh, Spanish cultures, the, the more that the man dances, the more masculine he is. Wow. Yeah.
1: Like do you think, think that's of, like the birds?
0: Think of the flamingo. Yeah, yeah like the birds of paradise. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's like a meme that I saw about if men dated the way that birds date and they were like <laughs> offering up the beautiful house that they built, like the bow bird or like the beautiful dance that they do. Oh, well, they tap
0: dance as well.
1: <laughs> the birds?
0: Yeah, there's a bird that tap dances. Wow. Mm hmm i find it for you. It's, it's, it's scary. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> is it inspiring? Maybe. I guess what I usually ask on Wombat Radio is, what are you thinking about or what are you doing? And then how are you doing it or thinking about it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. what are you thinking about?
0: I can definitely answer that for you at the moment. Because it's like... um. Uh, especially with the powerhouse residency. Um, this uh, re- recurring theme that's been yeah coming back and, and back through my practice is aleatoric composition.
1: Aleatoric. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with aliens? Yes. Okay, tell me more.
0: Um, so basically, aliens give you a set amount of data, and you can derive this data from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You run it through a formula, Mm -hmm. and then that formula results in movement or or dance or something. Wow!
1: Um,
0: I can actually show. I'll show you. Show you my patchwork. An aleatoric composition can also apply to things that aren't movement as well. Like I've been applying aleatoric composition to to um, jitter patchworks. Wow! Jitter, because it's coding. programming as well so
1: jitter is a program
0: uh jitter is effects that you create on an image
1: wow cool
0: and and midi is you know the effects that you create on sound yeah 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 yeah. um and so with this powerhouse residency i'm trying to marry the two maybe to make interactive
1: works Um, interactive from the dancer to the equipment or from the audience to the dancer or from the audience to the equipment
0: from the audience to the range that is produced by the coding program and the dancers movement, so the, they'll probably the dancers and the coding program will probably probably follow the same formula
1: oh wow okay yeah yeah yeah, and does that mean that you start working? Uh, is it just you dancing, and if you have other dancers, does that mean you start using the language with them that you have been using for the coding? Yeah,
0: yeah, and um I don't know my work has been described as apathetic before, so it's like some sometimes I'm trying to disassociate that habitual movement style that's been derived so strictly from a formula yes, back into movement, yes, in some ways I 'm finding it hard to like choreograph movement now,
1: yeah, yep. But what makes you dance?
0: Um, something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, it's nothing revolutionary, basically. Um, music makes me feel like dancing, and then I dance, and then the choreographic desire to string those steps together in a certain way, because it's the most pleasing. Yeah. in my Usually in my imagination, because I can't watch myself dance.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, that's what... That's how choreography gets formed. And so, there are things like that for you, where something makes you dance?
0: Yeah, there's a difference between something that makes me dance and something that makes me choreograph, like you said. Yes, right. Um, probably primarily similar to you. So, this is a jitter patchwork. Wow. And it should be responding, but the mic is off for some reason.
1: Um... And this is in Max, or...?
0: Yeah, this is in Max, so, um...
1: And do you feel like this is choreography?
0: For some reason the microphone's not working. Hello! (laughs) Sorry.
1: No, that's um, all right. We can also link to video in the okay. um, podcast, right? So people can have a look at what we're looking at.
0: Okay, it's working now. Ooh. So basically, um, the patchwork is picking up whatever it receives through the microphone.
1: So. And is, is it just about uh, intensity? Like um, level of volume? Or is there also other things in there, cadence and rhythm and
0: connection. Um it's uh, it's determined by this. So this is the ADC tilney, yes. which is um the amount of data that the microphone's picking up. Right. Because it's a low number, I'm timesing it by 30,
2: Good. and
0: that's affecting just the speed of the movement. And right. so if I were to times it by 80, which I have over here, it'll be more
1: uh sensitive. Sharp,
0: yeah, and sensitive and especially if I pair it to music. Compared to Jay Z, on the internet.
1: And do you feel like. Sorry. Well, I'm just trying to Let's stay on water, you know?
2: Stay busy, stay working. I'm telling you, like, right? the key to this joint, the key to stay on top of things, treat everything like it's your first project, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's your first day, like, I want to be an intern. Right? That's how you try to treat things like, just stay hungry. <laughs>
0: Come on. Y'all wanna know
1: why you don't stop, and it's up.
0: Up. then it's dead. What did I do? It's it's really delicate. Plus this computer isn't very um. Oh that's why it's in the wrong position. Uh, but yeah, you, you get you get the idea. Right?
1: Yeah yeah. What you can also do is read an image. Oh, I see, and then the image becomes
2: wow. <laughs>
1: so this song is making me want to move yeah. and I would nice. if I was in a studio I would just put it on loud and then dance and then try and mind that and yeah. that would be this process of choreographing so what's oh. the go here, do you feel like this is choreographing, this coding is choreographing or that it's more like what you said about apathetic alienatology
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I made that up, that's like aleatoric. alien cancer Aliatoric.
0: aleatoric Aleator- <laughs> cancer <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I'll write
0: it down for you if you want. A-li-o-t-a-ric.
1: So what is your agenda?
0: My agenda with creating Or
1: like where's where who is the author?
0: Who is the author? Usually I like to make the city the author and I'm just creating the formula that creates movement. Right. Or like um movement as in the jitter patchwork. Yes. And right. so when I'm if I'm making interactive works, I would have an external sensor. Mm-hmm. And then the finished presentation of this would be projected somewhere. Wow and so um, uh, user interactive design
1: and be yeah. seen alongside with the dancer. Yeah okay. And then do you, is it important to you what the finished product looks like or what it does?
0: Um, usually what it does create the phenomena.
1: yeah okay. You know,
0: because, you know, we're all about the phenomenology as well. You know, I have, I have a theory that there's too much emphasis on symbiotic relationships in in artistic analysis.
1: You mean symbolic?
0: Symbolic and a symbiosis.
1: Tell me more about that.
0: Um, because I don't know. Um, I believe that symbiotic readings are derived purely off the phenomena that we receive. Yes. And so basically, um. Symbiotic readings are basically, you know, symbols. Essentially, mm. like you're wearing blue, are you depressed? Um,
1: it's quite no. a bright blue. I this is my DMC t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm choosing. <laughs> okay, but, I see. Um, I see what you mean. To me, I would use language. Tell me if this furthers the thought mm-hmm. about. Um, that this is why some people think that what we do is interpretive dance right. because they think that we start with some words and then we make up basically an expanded version of charades yeah. and then they come and watch it and then they should reinterpret it back into words right, yeah. and I am I, I'm actually interested in what they can experience outside of that outside of language that mm. is verbal
0: this is another example of interactive based designs
1: and tell me the difference between a visualizer like this and uh like an iTunes visualizer
0: an iTunes visualizer as in the ones that you play when the music comes up.
1: yeah um I guess not not let me rephrase that question. What is the interest for you in this? that makes it greater than your interest in an iTunes visualizer,
0: Right. Um, I think purely because it's um, user interactive. With the iTunes one, it's derivative of the The music music that's
1: playing. playing. Right.
0: This one is basically the size. Yeah. I can make another patchwork where it's data derived from movement detected. On the camera. Detected on the camera, but not at the moment. I don't trust the internet. Um. (laughs) And... Going back to the symbiotic and phenomena, yeah, um, you kind of understand what the symbiotic relationships are with like imagery, right? So, no, tell uh, me. Um, oh no, I-, I phrased that a bit wrong, but you know, it's just basically the um, how you usually interpret a piece or like the symbols that arrive in a piece that yes, you interpret. Yes, yes,
1: it's is that semiotics? Yeah. Is that what that's about?
2: Yeah.
1: Right, and where like you're just. Constantly referring to the canon,
2: yeah, but,
1: but then, you're not having an experience or that's something.
0: True. And then that's where the phenomena comes in. Mm-hmm. So cosmologists, cosmologists are like space scientists. Cool. Yeah, they describe phenomenology as the first four seconds of initial exposure. Whoa! But I believe that it's you know smaller than the first four seconds because four seconds are quite long it's in long. the face of eternity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. First exposure, as in somebody experiencing something.
0: Yeah, like a new image that arrives. Right. Like um, the first seconds that you see a performance. And yes. You see the atmosphere of yes. The performance. Yes. Creates um, that first form impression. Will. Um, yeah. Um, there's a term for it that I'm forgetting. I'm just gonna.
1: Yeah. Generalize it Yeah.
0: As the phenomena. It's essentially the feeling that you are derived of um, when you see a performance, and that feeling is very difficultly captured through words and through semiotics. Yes, yes. And so when we're looking at artworks and such, um, I think there's an importance to see it through binocular vision, one that considers the phenomena and one that considers the semi- semiotic.
1: Amen.
0: Binocular vision. It's, um, it's an actual term in performance theory is, is, like, a lot of
2: stuff.
1: Right. I haven't done any performance theory apart from theorizing about the performance that I'm making.
0: Yeah. And that's oh. what it's all about. You know? <laughs>
1: that's
0: what philosophy is all about. We're all in this we're all in this droplet of water and we can see how far we can push it until we essentially recoil backwards and start from scratch.
1: Uh-huh. Because of the surface tension that holds the form. Mm. Mm, Nice. So uh, how do you deal with the first four seconds?
0: In creating it or in witnessing it?
1: Ooh. Yeah, let's go witness first. Because even when you're creating, the reason that you can experience it is because you're witnessing it, right? right?
0: Witnessing it. You know, your mouth sort of drools and then you're like... And then you want to... You want to encompass it with your body and, you know, take a nap on it. Yes. On the sensation. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, I I do. we don't
0: have to be too, like... Too academic with this. I just want to... Cuddle it.
1: Yes. It's almost like the... It's a desire for closeness. Or engulfment or something.
0: Yeah, and especially, you know, the drooling imagery as well. Yeah. This, um... Notion that I must... Masticate.
1: Mas- 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 okay. Yeah, masticate. Mm-hmm. Mm, for chewing.
0: Like okay. I must inhale the experience. Yes. And then with creating it, I feel um, like the consideration of phenomenology definitely has an impact in that. And it's a, an example of that being shown with the, the fringe work that I'm making at the moment with um, bubble gum, which is essentially a mixture of flour and water. And then it's not contact improv, maybe just contact separation tell me more that. it's for a work called charlie charlie and it came from when me and a friend called tim tim kersop mm-hmm.
1: uh i would probably know him. i probably have met him yeah <laughs> but tell me keep going <laughs> tell me about the work
0: um last year we were going to create a work for Artie party and it was going to be oh, yeah. called charlie um, where did
1: the name come from uh.
0: The name came from The Mighty Boosh.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it.
0: The Charlie Bubblegum character. Yeah. Um, but then Tim broke his ankle.
1: That's inconvenient.
0: But you know what? I stole the idea from him, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, all, it all worked. Um,
1: so what's been the process for the show?
0: Um, The process for the To make the, the Fringe show? Um, It's kind of been shit. Oh, you know? no. Because um, foolishly... I, start, I decided to employ Melbourne-based dancers. And so uh, when, when you are creating a work yeah. in progress and yes. process, it's difficult to like, um, find that. Yes. And so for now, I just want it all to be over with
1: Because you're not spending enough time together, right? That's yeah. why it's difficult. Yeah. Or is there other difficulties like interests or movement um, languages or something?
0: No, the main difficulties that we're having with is just the separation. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know what? Okay.
1: And so, what does the work look like?
0: Um, Because
1: when do you open? Next week? This week? 26. 26th. 26th. Um, That's exciting. Uh, yeah.
0: What does the work look like? I don't
2: know.
1: Um, well, there's bubble gum in it.
0: Yeah Um, It's going to be hard to clean
1: off
0: Mm. It's going to be fun It's Movement has been derived of um, Several Formulas almost Mm -hmm. Because I think that's my mindset at the moment My mindset is a blank white paper In Times New Roman as font
1: and formulas, mm.
0: formulas, yeah.
1: So, like, and where did the formulas come from? You made them.
0: Formulas just um, I again went back to like my lack of confidence in making movement movement anymore. So it had to just be derived from a formula to create okay. some excuse.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: It became it became this like all numbers and formulas. Okay, and that's
1: cool. So. What I'm reading is, like, is it these ones?
0: Um, yeah, all of these.
1: These ones, where it's, like, final sequence, 21, 22, W2, W4, 26, W1. And then there's an ignore sequence as well.
0: Yeah, um, this one we just, um, this one is essentially this one
2: now.
1: Okay, which is W1, Z2, W2, W3, W4, W5, Z6, W1, Z2 again? w2 again and are they what are they what are they these things like what does w1 refer to or what does it make you do in the space
0: well um it's essentially individual movements that we derive from text
1: okay how do you derive movement from text
0: yeah it's kind of like when you said to put a music on and just do the initial thing that wanted to do uh
2: huh like impulse
0: impulse yeah right one of the texts was a dollar fifty or a dollar fitty oh
2: yeah
1: you know,
0: the movement was just um, that
1: rubbing the fingers together yeah okay
0: and so it's apathetic phrasing you know very like emotionless and,
1: and just, there's something what is produced out of that emotionlessness
0: um sensation of phenomena in my opinion hmm um,
1: for you or for the viewer? Like, for both. Right? Yeah. So you do a bunch of things that don't matter, that were derived from a bunch of things that had no meaning. Yeah. And then there is a shared experience. Yeah. That yeah. is a phenomena. Yeah. Cool. And it
0: sort of, um, the foundation of that came from when I went to um, a book launch at Carriageworks. Um, Eugenia, I'm going to mess her name up wrong because um, she's got a Greek last name that starts okay. with K. Okay. She was talking about her work being Neo Data without wanting to be neo data and I was like, that's the most neo data thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Eugenia <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, okay. I have to um admit my ignorance about neo data. Yeah. I imagine it means new dataism. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like new ways of not wanting to be.
1: New ways.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. But because someone's already done that, then it is that thing. Mm. Right. Interesting. And then what do you... When you make the... When the movement is made and you know that it's a sequence and you're like, let's do this sequence, let's do this sequence, does it feel different than, say, a, a dance routine? Yeah. Okay.
2: Because
0: movements um Although they do link together, they haven't been derived from the same stimuli, mm-hmm. so it's, it's um, mm-hmm. yeah, a journey to go through.
1: And uh, how do you decide the sequence? Like when you write um, them out?
0: Firstly, it was derived from just seeing all the movements and then pairing the ones that fitted well together. And also... That decision being based off my phenomenology, uh, my phenomenological view of the movements.
1: What... Can you explain more yeah. about having a phenomenological view?
0: It's, be, it's very, like, um, fancy pants, like, term, but yes. essentially means what looks nice together, you know? Fuck
1: yeah, that's the kind of <laughs> shit I choreograph well with. <laughs> Some of my, um, yeah, the choreographers that inspire me most, I feel like they just have a, a, a second sense for what could be and they just notice what other people don't notice
0: yeah because maybe they're the outside eye as well maybe maybe and also and also nothing
1: and what do you want do you have an agenda for the audience when they've seen your fringe
0: show (coughs) the agenda yeah um you don't have
1: to but i usually do because that's just my egocentric creative mode I'm is sorry. to, like, be the author, or at least yeah. appoint an author, even if it's not me. I see. And then trust that author. Right.
0: Have you ever considered post-structuralism?
1: <laughs> I was thinking about, like, neo-post-structuralism. <laughs> yeah, like, the
0: author is not the author, <laughs> the performer is not the performer. Yeah,
1: except not like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am going to say I understand, but I don't...
1: Uh, No, I haven't considered that because I want somebody to take responsibility for the effort that the audience has gone through to arrive at the space to experience the thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind if it's me. Mm -hmm. It could be anybody. Actually, when I'm a dancer for somebody, it's really nice Mm -hmm. to be like, well, it's a choreographer's job. But uh, I also have like a guilt about wasting people's time. Right. Because for some people it is actually just easy to roll out of bed and walk into like a gallery or a theater that's next door but for a lot of people they have to like organize a babysitter or like do a deal with their partner <clears throat> to take care of the kids that night or they have to like find street parking and then they have to pay for it right. and that money had to come from teaching a pilates class or right. something so there's a lot of there's a lot of outlay on their behalf that puts trust that is putting I feel like is putting trust in that what I'm about to share with them has value
2: yeah
1: that doesn't mean that I don't let myself be wrong or fail it just means that I want to take responsibility as a a show of respect or something yeah which is different than if I'm like in a uni course and everyone being paid to be there and the mm. your teachers being paid to <laughs> mark grade me or whatever. Mm. Actually sometimes they're not. There's been times when I've been when I've like taught at uni and you don't get paid to mark people. You just mm. get paid in the class hours. Yeah. But like what do you think where is the value in um. what you're working on for you?
0: Mm is to to give the imagery of the bodies being connected and separating with strands of bubblegum connecting them. Cause Beautiful. Usually, well, like, um, you know, usually we don't get into that kind of mess. <laughs> but then seeing it, seeing that and, like, deriving satisfaction of that and not mm. having to clean up, yeah. I think, um, like, as an audience member, I would like to see that. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Where will it be?
0: At Redfin, at 107. 107 Projects. Redfin Street.
1: That's a cool space.
0: I applied the work through a creative process Mm -hmm. and then um, through the venue and then they paired me up with a a different artist. So it's technically a double bill, but you have to pay different tickets, so it's going to...
1: be it's, a, it's a. It sounds like two shows then. Yeah. If you have different tickets, it's like yeah. if you go to a movie marathon, but you have to buy four different tickets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: but um, they pair you with someone else so that venue hiring costs get split between you two. It's a good idea. Which is good.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you mind passing me that little black? Yeah. Thanks. It's just okay. a lip balm. Do.
0: Anyway, something I always wanted to ask you is that. Um, listening to all of the Wombat Radio notes, you mentioned the word embodiment like a couple hundred times per <laughs> well, I would actually I like to point out a statistic that when you interviewed Sophia
1: Ndaba. Ndaba. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You there's mentioned of, it. There's lo- I only know that because I asked her. Mm. But sorry, how many times did I mention it?
0: You mentioned it six times.
1: Jesus, I must really care about that. Though. You
0: really must care about that. And then it led me to question...
1: Why like, I talk? Why have Wombat Radio? No, sorry, I cut you off, you go. <laughs> um,
0: like how you continually explore this concept in your latest like collaborations and working processes.
1: Uh, yep, so let's start with Sophia. Yeah. seen us how I spoke, to, that's where it started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was working with her in Berlin earlier this year and we were working on dancing mm-hmm. uh, rather than choreography. We eventually did get to choreography, but we weren't focused on that for the development period. And part of what I think... So, I think that's probably why I mentioned embodiment so much. Yeah. Um, and remind me of the question if I go off track, because I yeah.
2: might. That's fine. Um,
1: our process was super simple, and I'm going to use it again in you know, other processes where um, instead of me telling you what to do through words and you telling me what you want me to do through words and then us doing it, is there a way around that where? There's multiple agendas and multiple authors at play in this one, mm-hmm. but that's all, that's fine. So, our process was that I would choose a song for you mm-hmm. to dance to for the whole song, mm-hmm. and then you would choose, and I would watch you dance, and then you would choose a song for me to dance to for the whole song, and you would watch me dance. Then we put a third song on, and we dance together, and the Task of that improvisation is that whatever I saw in your solo dancing that I thought was something that I would um, try and facilitate you to find that or do that or be that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that all that's uh, like quite abstract because it doesn't define what is something, but that's based on your. I guess maybe what you're talking about with, like, witnessing the phenomena, like, I want to see the thing move beyond, uh, beyond the, the normal, the pedestrian, the everyday, the dismissible, the forgettable, into a transcendent phenomena. Uh, like, if you've ever seen Brianna Kell improvise, she is a phenomena when she is in whatever that zone is. Same with Michaela Carr. With people like this, there is, there is an other that they work to arrive at, and then we get to witness them generating that. Almost like those firecrackers that you have to pin to a tree, and then you light them, and then they spin around, and sparks fly off in all directions. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing. It's inert. It's inert. And then whatever brings the chemical reaction to life starts that off and then it becomes something and then it goes away again. And I think that is the same, May like an analogy may be able to be made for for moving and then dancing or for executing choreography that your, your heart isn't in or that you're not familiar with yet and then spending the time to embody it deeply enough so that you can ride that choreography like a magic carpet or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking for magic. <laughs>
0: I'm looking for magic.
1: <laughs> and I that's why I think I talk about embodiment because... Uh, I mean, there's other languages for it. I remember talking with Nick Power about this and we were jamming and he described that the top rock that I was doing, I was doing it all right, but it wasn't in my bones. Right. And somehow that was his way to describe the difference between my execution of the movement was exactly as was being instructed, but it wasn't it yet.
2: Right.
0: That's a, that's a fun thing because when you see, like... um like think of <clears throat> like small platforms like um, student works and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a game. Spot the choreographer.
1: <laughs> oh, really? In the show?
0: When they're performing their works. Yes.
1: Well, you have to because it's cheaper yeah.
0: to Spot perform the in your own works. Yeah. Yeah, because they're usually the ones that have it in their bones, and the other ah. ones have the language ah. implied on them. Ah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's just a process of time, right? Embodiment is also a verb mm-hmm. that you. Do the thing until you can access it for the for another reason rather than for its own reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
1: Is that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> Is that interesting in and <laughs> useful? I also feel the responsibility to be interesting and useful.
0: No. Yeah. when was the first time you um like uh, essentially came in contact with that the word embodiment? You Ooh. might have you know had inklings of what this yeah. thing was. But, um, because, you know, obviously it's going to be an amalgamation of so many things. Of
1: course. I don't know. I'm sure it was way before I was ready for it. Like yeah. I'm sure I heard the word and it didn't do to me what it's now doing for me. Yeah. Uh, but... I think that maybe it's applicable to many fields and different people have different languages for it like you can just say that somebody's really good at something um, if they're say a crane operator but you can really tell the difference when that operator's no longer thinking about what they're trying to do That it's it's as if they're sphere has expanded to the machine that they are now operating. Yeah. yeah, and so I think about it in that way that this person has embodied that structure as their own, and then they flick out of it when they step out of that vehicle. But quite often, it there's a there's a time debt that you have to pay to achieve that, which that uh, level of literacy and
2: embodiment
1: (laughs) Um, and that comes at the cost of other potential embodiments maybe even of your own physical biological structure like quite a lot of drivers have like really closed hips because they're quite often in that Mm -hmm. position but they could back up a triple without blinking and it'd be fine uh and same with, like, when I was taking helicopter lessons. Wow. The, yeah. It's super cool because the embodiment thing is there again mm-hmm. where they, they're they talking about it in a different language. But the idea, I think, remains the same, which is that you can't maintain a separation from the vehicle if you want to operate the vehicle as second nature.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so when I was t- doing... There's um, lift-off and then there's take-off in a helicopter and there's separate actions. You lift off from the ground before you take off into the sky. And I was just doing lift-off and landings and then also turns. And to turn, as soon as you turn your head independently of the machine, that changes your controls. The same as when you're driving, it can happen. So you have to, people like do training or you just learn how to stay to not take your whole body with you. Okay. But yeah, basically the, um, the dude that runs the helicopter course is like, you have to lock it out. If you want to look left, you actually move the entire machine. Like you have to act as if you have no neck so that you so that you stop. He didn't say this, but my extrapolation is so that you stop separating your desire for movement and then the act of that in the world from the machine that you also want to move uh I don't know about embodiment and that other nature say back to the body but I people that inspire the shit out of me like Jenny Large
2: Mm
1: -hmm. are really set a high level for what it means to be in your body and I wish I had better language for that but I think it means that there is an intelligence and there is an open communication flow between all the intelligent systems in your body,
0: yeah,
1: maybe that's yeah. it. That's cool. It's pretty cool.
0: I'm just writing a thesis. On this.
1: <laughs> but I'm not really interested in um, separating it from action or from its useful purpose in authoring work. So I don't know about. But the thesis would be cool. But.
0: But then again, it's you know,
1: not in your body. <laughs> it's a cost. It's a time debt that you pay yeah. to be good at that, which is also like a side effect of Wombat Radio is the, the opportunity to practice forming into linear structure and narrative the thoughts that you feel. And then also trying to see if you can get someone else to understand that. And then also trying to see if you can shut up and listen to them. Yeah. Of which I feel like I could do some of that right some. now. Just to shut up and listen to you. <laughs>
0: no, 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 I'm shutting up and listening to you. Oh,
1: we're both shutting up.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know how this is going to go for the listeners.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. What I've, um, like... a. You know how you ride through waves waves of inspiration.
1: Amen. Yes. Yeah. Or like walk through the valley of the shadow of death (laughs) with the lack of inspiration.
0: (laughs) At the moment, uh, I feel like I'm taking it away from embodiment and movement, essentially. But business.
1: Biz. Yeah.
0: Um. Well. We aren't taught how to handle our finances in primary school. We aren't taught how to handle our finances as independent contracted artists in university. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How, how do we graduate with the, with the sense knowingness, with, and knowingness, with the sense and implication that we are running our own independent business? Yes. Um,
1: well, you could just be lucky and have parents or family members who are self-employed or um, you could also just be lucky and come from enough wealth that you don't have to worry about it. Oh my god! <laughs> or you could notice it and supplement that with YouTube tutorials. Mm-hmm. But I think there's um, ultimately a maybe university is just too early for it because I one thing that. Anton said to me when he went for a job at Bangara many years ago Stephen Page asked him if he could handle full time and wouldn't he prefer to remain independent and then that made Anton realise that and made me realise that people think that whatever you do you chose it but I don't think that's often the case I think a, a lot of the time you do what you can do out of the other things that you've already tried and then couldn't do Like you, what is there? Say, Uh, when I did a podcast with AusDance New South Wales and they asked if they should introduce me as an independent artist, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not my um, desire or title or selection. I'm not flying a flag for independence. I literally can't find any other way to do what I'm interested in doing, which is working with a team to make something magic. Right uh but i would love to rock up to a company as the associate choreographer or something and just work with them there's yeah so there's something about that as well mm-hmm. uh about at what point cuz i imagine that not so many people are at uni with the idea of becoming independent and mm-hmm. doing the books okay. They're there to train for, like, the jackpot of employment to execute their skill, right? Mm. And some of us get that sometimes. And then these other things are probably just, like, it's, yeah. I wonder, like, when you go to plumbing trade school, do you also, do you get taught how to do the books? Probably not. You probably just get taught how to, like, weld pipes. And then all of that, like crazy, fluid dynamics, physics, which I don't understand, but I've tried to. <laughs> but what about you? Were you like, yeah, fuck yeah, okay, independent, independent, independent artists, um, indies for life, indies for life.
0: At the moment, I'm <clears throat> um, uh, have a residency option, but to afford that residency, it's. Uh You you have your unicorns and your workhorses.
1: Lol, and then you also have your hats, right? That you have to put on different hats to do different things. Yeah. And then you also have your... I forgot, I forgot all the rest of the lingo. Like
0: if you only have unicorns, you'll be
1: poor. And if you
0: only have workhorses, you'll be sad. And poor.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a narrative, and an analogy. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actual,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or if it's a, a cop out.
0: Mm. In an ideal world, you wouldn't even be able to distinguish between, them. like a drunken man. <laughs> and a horse in a paddock
1: <laughs> But yeah, I guess I yes, the thing that you care about that you have to work really hard for also pays you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which happens. Okay. Yeah. And in a lot of a lot of countries it happens far less and a lot of countries it happens far more. Um So I yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's comparable because I think scientists also face this same crisis where they what they need and what they want and what's interesting and what's possible they're all different things. And I don't think that there's an argument that scientists should just like strap onto the workhorses if they're deeply interested in investigating something else because that something else is so unknown that it can't help but be interesting and beneficial. Yeah. So, which is not to say that I think of myself as 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 of high importance as a scientist. We all <laughs> but I, yeah. But there are a few things like that in there, right? Yeah. Uh, What's this next thing? Programming and it. fringe. We did it. Good yeah. list. <laughs> what else do you want to get on the list? Um, this is a dual interview. So, really, we can talk about your stuff and my stuff and what you think about my stuff and what I think about your stuff.
2: Okay.
0: At the moment, I'm doing more performance art things than dancing, which I miss a lot.
1: Why Um, do you miss dancing?
0: It's just the phenomena that it creates in the body, right?
1: Fuck yeah. Amen. (laughs) Sing it from the rooftops.
0: (laughs) It's just... (laughs) Whilst you're crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's in a starring night in the middle of a highway when your van is broken down
1: yeah yeah which is why we're here in this van on the side of a highway
0: and it's not broken effects. down and it's not broken
1: <laughs>
0: <You know. laughs> we can just park the van in the middle of the highway and stop traffic
1: so what would you need to spend more time in the phenomenology that you love rather than building a career in these other things
0: Oh, what do I need?
1: mean, mm. like, So, when I've composed music for Lisa Wilson, mm-hmm. she starts the session off by asking everybody to dance. Oh, okay. She just puts music on and they dance and she watches them and then she's inspired and then she choreographs something.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: and I feel like...
0: Yeah, I want to be with someone's dancer at the moment, you know? Yeah. Because at the moment it's just like uh, opportunities to dance purely so self derivative like you have to be the choreographer or something you know? sometimes yeah. I want to just switch off, yes, I am your puppet, but you know like I'll do the work for you, you know in terms of embodying and like
1: you know, mm. but i so I wonder if the reason that isn't happening is because it's actually not relevant or valuable
2: mm-hmm.
1: or if the reason that's not happening is just because um Funding structures have different agendas yeah. than they're used to. Yeah,
0: and so, okay, let's, let's, let's look at statistics at the moment. Create New South Wales for the June round of funding applications. Mm. Um, actually, before we go into the funding, it's taxpayer money, mm. and then if you're going into state and government things, such as Create New South Wales, mm. you're going to have a, you know, a bit of trouble getting the, the money from that pool of wealth. So in terms of getting funding, try to start with like local
1: a local's a good place Local to councils, nice, yeah. You know, okay.
0: Because local councils, at least, you can make some kind of impact on the community that you're affecting. Right, directly. Directly. Yeah. Whereas state or government fundings, mm. uh, uh, hard stuff. Okay, so, so for the Create New South Wales for this year, for the June round, mm. <coughs> there were about 164 people who applied mm-hmm. in total for that pool of money. Accumulatively, they asked for about 6.3 million. Mm-hmm. Um, 6 million and about like 303
1: thousand Right, that's not even a road Like it would cost that much to build a road, Really? Right? Yeah, uh, tens of millions, so there's like uh, a road in NT that's being built at the moment because at the wetlands somehow the road's too low for the wetlands, so they're raising it a metre right. and it's going to cost something like 86 million
0: <laughs> You do that last you like you're <laughs> rolling your eyes <laughs> So <laughs> it's,
1: it's actually quite, quite a small amount of
0: awesome well, that's you know concrete roads the, the warming of the city whatever <laughs> out of that 600 wait out of that 164 people who applied 7 people got the funding Oh, 7 7 people which is pretty okay
1: what is that percentage that's like about 4.6% 4% yeah
0: um how much money they got was about 300 thousand split amongst 3 people I mean 7 people Um, and that means there was a failure rate of about, like, 94.6... No, wait, 96.4, no, wait.
1: Does anything else have a failure rate of that? Of, like, 96%? Roughly 95%. 94
0: point...
1: Maybe sometimes dancing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like, whether it's a good show or not, Mm. might have that failure rate. Nah, probably not even. Like, I've been to a lot of shows... Mm -hmm. and some of them have changed my life, and Mm -hmm. most of them have not.
0: (laughs) You walk into a studio with something, like, emblazed on your bare (laughs) chest, will this change my life? (laughs) Tick yes, tick no, and you you leave with a tick maybe.
1: Yeah. But I think that's what I sign up for as well.
0: Yeah, metaphorically and and physically, you're bearing your soul out to this performance. yeah. You know, And yeah. also getting to that venue as well, the whole contribution of
1: Mm-mm. effort. Time and effort, yeah, and importance and feeling comfortable to go to that social space. And, mm. mm-hmm.
0: Why are we talking about money again?
1: I think uh, what we're talking about is that you see uh, or enjoy or can't wait to enter into the phenomena that is dancing.
2: Uh,
0: once again, yeah
1: and that yeah. i also agree but it it is surrounded by so many other so many other things have to fall into place so that it can become a phenomenon
0: that's true yeah so like essentially you're like distilling it to its essence it's I miss dancing
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not just any dancing anywhere with anyone mm-hmm. like particular what can be achieved when a team gets to spend time together on something, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's, you know, um, even if an artist has a residency or some, or such, um, I'd say it's like two weeks, two weeks residency.
1: Yeah. Solo, usually.
0: Oh, that's another thing. But before I get into it, I'll take
1: note. Take note of solos.
2: (laughs)
0: Um... People have to, you know, like, stay alive as well, so they have to leave for their work. Mm. And so you don't spend as, you know...
1: The time you could. Time,
0: the quality time you could to develop. Sure. But then that's, you know, also the, the, the requirements of having to support yourself.
1: What do you do in the studio when you go in, when you've had residencies?
0: Um, working with someone or... Either. Um, working with someone... Follow what they ask for, right? mm-hmm. but like also contributing mm-hmm. you know, such and such. Minusculation of dance, though. Tell so, me about this. So with this funding, mm. let's use this create new South Wales example. Mm. <clears throat> Six million enough to build a road.
1: Some the road. parts of the road. Part, parts parts, of, parts the road. of the road. Yeah.
0: Parts of the road. Um,
1: Sometimes footpaths cost that much. But I've been to countries without footpaths, and I appreciate that we have footpaths in Australia. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, because... Residencies are usually solo. Or, like, not usually, but
1: They're cheaper that way, right?
0: Cheaper that way.
1: And you'll take yourself to do it unpaid, but you don't really want to ask other people to do shit for you unpaid.
0: Yeah. Um... Minusculisation of dance practice now, you know
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm uh-huh. Yeah I think that, um, socially as well That if you It would be an outrageous, riotous act To start dancing in a public place Right?
0: Maybe, that's the concept that I had actually After I was introduced to this term Of minusculisation was the concept of large works where you use, you know, city as canvas, city as structure. Yeah. And just um, do a movement score. Yeah. Along the, along the light rail tracks.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Along Martin Place, you know, stretches, all of that.
1: And what would be the score? How would you develop and come up with it?
0: Um, the score would, at the moment I was thinking, I mean, this is like, you know, hypothetical talk.
1: It, it is all hypothetical. Because um, we're imagining it into existence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, would, I would just implement strategic patterning at the moment. That's what I'm thinking.
1: So just, that it's visually interesting to watch or so that a certain amount of bodies are in a space at one time or so that it's Instagrammable or... Oh, Like, damn. what's the...
2: I didn't
0: think about that. I didn't think about the Instagrammable nature of it. I don't think you should. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but creating that phenomena, phenomena where, where the dancers know the, the formula that they follow, but right. it's not apparent to the viewer. Right. You know, um, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: um, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, there's this... So there's... In research that I'm doing for tropical glaciers, because I'm putting in a critical path application, mm-hmm. there's... <laughs> this guy that's talking about... If <laughs> you do that
2: again,
0: I'll take No.
1: This is guy that's talking about um, how noticing and naming a river creates a separation from of a water body from oh, really? the landscape that it bubbles up from and sinks into and is a part of, and that it's an act of creation to notice a river as separate. Oh, oh
0: yeah. Interesting.
1: And so I think that's the sort of thing when we, when you're like, I'm, it's just hypothetical. I'm like, so is a river,
2: mm.
0: or
1: this old saying like, oh, yeah. Sorry, you go,
0: um, yeah. In relation to that, yes. In the US, I think there's a st- statistic that people don't um, don't consider female named hurricanes as of importance as male named hurricanes. So
1: I wonder if that's the same in Ireland because they're like how. In Australia, it's she'll be right. Yeah. In Ireland, it's he'll be right.
2: She'll be right, yeah.
1: And put him over there. Like, if you're like, where do you want this box of coat hangers? I'm so mm-hmm. Like, put him over there. And so, just my friend told me that, that he grew up there and that's the difference that he noticed oh, moving interesting. to Australia. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's so cool.
1: So I guess it's, yeah, I don't know. It's unanswered
2: okay.
1: for me. But yeah, there's also this riddle about I've had my father's axe for fifty years. I've replaced the handle, and then later I had to replace the, the actual blade. Mm-hmm. But it's but is it, but it's still my grandfather's axe.
2: Yeah,
0: and, you know body. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Cells regeneration. What is still me?
1: Yeah. Oh, what is still you, Wendy?
0: What is still you, Matt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what is still me, but I I gauge a little bit off. If I am slightly embarrassed by some of my memories, then I feel like I'm moving forward.
2: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's the
1: yeah, that I'm growing into a bit more than I was.
0: Yeah, that's sort of um, eliciting this imagery in me, where um, just imagine a ball of skin, right? Yes, the skin is the largest organ. Yes, the more lacerations that you have on it. Mm. The bigger that the skin, the ball of skin grows, and that's how it grows. You know? so every time it breaks apart, this part grows back together. And then is that
1: what breaks. stretch marks are?
0: Yeah, yeah, stretch marks and and such, and and the more lacerations that you have, lacerations being experienced. Life trauma. Learning. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. <laughs> Experience and learning. Yeah.
0: Um, you look back on it, and you can you know see the gallery that your body is. You
1: know. Amen. Beautiful but do you uh, do you enjoy that conversations are sometimes (laughs) I don't I don't have a word for that (laughs) apart from like uh, a sporadic firefly yeah is that deliberate on your behalf
0: a sporadic firefly that has a limp on one side (laughs)
1: Even though it's flying.
0: (laughs) Flying limbs as well, but like, it's... I don't know. Hmm.
1: Is that deliberate?
0: Not really. Okay. It's usually um, um, imagery that the person has said and then it's, you know, sparking some other road somewhere. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, because there's this fine line between lateral thinking and then drawing things back into the linear progression of the discussion and not holding it together. Yeah, and I don't know where that line is I guess it's different for everyone but I definitely know that I love speaking with people who it's just on that balance where I have to put a little bit of effort in to keep up because I can't predict what they'll say next but also what they say next seems considered within logic or a sense even if it's not logical that's fine
0: that's illogical. Just like, but, yeah.
1: yeah. You want to talk about solos? The note that you wrote?
0: Oh, that's miniscualization. Oh,
1: okay. You spoke about it already. Yeah. What's coming up, Wendy?
0: Um, A few more performance installations and durational okay. works. Okay. Because. Um,
1: do you think if someone was like, hey, there's no galleries for you to perform in, but here's a theatre, do you think you would make... I a theatre work
0: I want to make a, yeah I would to to bring on that challenge but with that environment that that's such a fun like environment to experiment with yeah like what if the performer was um I you don't know do something on the chairs somehow
1: yeah did you see Atlanta do that on Miss Universe it was a chunky. They had like a four-group. You know how there's this thing going on in Melbourne for the last five years where people just like get in a cuddle puddle? Mm. Yeah, it was like that, but they kind of rolled down over the chairs. Wow. All the way.
0: i have to see that.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I don't know, how's your work been with Legs on the Wall?
1: Um, as assistant director, mm-hmm. it I enjoy the stretching of my brain to try and hold on to everything that everybody says, knowing that things fall through and I'll miss them and make explicit the connections that have been inferred so that everybody's on board. Right. At least on the same page because because of my experience working with Joshua over many different contexts and situations for other people or our own work or Whatever there's I can see what he means and can show it to others or to back to him quickly enough that it in it it expediates the iteration and so. That's nice, because it's like having a slow computer, right?
0: Yeah. And then if you have to
1: slow down your thinking, then you can't get into the flow, the actual like flow state.
0: Yeah, you have to lower your frequency. Uh,
1: yeah, and <laughs> you just have to be very, very good at being able to hold on to your ideas and to your inspiration or whatever if you can't work at the speed that they're coming at. Right. So I, I feel like a facilitator in that regard. And when someone says, I can do that in this part, and then you have to say, actually, you're already over here. So, like, you know everybody's tracks in the show. Um, Which is not to say that you could do them like an understudy would.
0: You are the mother duck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. It's new for me. I haven't been an assistant director before.
0: Do you see it as if... Imagery-wise, mm. you see the puzzle, you see the players in the puzzle or in the maze, but you're, you're seeing them from a distance, where from a bird's-eye view almost.
1: Yeah, I think... So my favourite version of improvising... Hmm, I don't know if that's true, but one, one is that you're first and second and third-person view, and you're taking responsibility for all of them, <laughs> that you are in your body knowing what that body is doing in space and time and then second person you know how you're making yourself available or not to your fellow improvisers and then third person is you're considering the space the blocking the relationships and the speed and timing of what you're doing in relationship to others when viewed by a third party
0: Right, yeah.
1: And so I feel like that is what is going on, especially because this show is in a context of a fringe hub. There's room and there's audience that are sitting in the set with us. There's room to notice an opportunity. And so the exciting thing is to make sure that you're on enough to notice because this is quite often happened to me actually it's like half an hour later and then I realize that something like a re- something really funny could have been said or whatever when I'm in the conversation <laughs>
0: yeah um, and you laugh huh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah then I text after them I like, wouldn't it be funny if I-? no no, no. <laughs> and you know, the
0: best like man I said that to you like
1: two days ago. yeah exactly uh, I, so I'm excited by that process. And I don't think it's such a stretch from the way that I like to make in collaboration. I feel like it's yeah. a different...
0: I haven't asked you about that yet when you're, you know... Collaborating. <clears throat> Not no. collaborating, but, you know, making your own choreographic oh, like process I'm, on bodies. Yeah, okay. What are your, like, preferred methods of getting into my
1: preferred method is to be inspired
0: yeah (laughs) to see you know yeah like we were talking about with the whole phenomena with that's a fancy terminology of being of saying
1: oh yeah yeah. maybe maybe you're right about that what do you mean yeah well sometimes i know what i want Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: i need somebody to help me achieve it because i don't quite know how to get there or What it actually can be, but I know the boundaries of what I want to end up with. And other times I want to work with people who are much better than I am, Mm -hmm. which is not hard.
0: Oh, I would, yeah. At
1: (laughs) the thing, at something that my vision, my like starting vision requires that they will then take on and make better.
2: Right.
1: Um, So when I did Dance Together and it was with, Tian Baker and Michaela Carr and Vanessa Marion and then different people came in every day like Libby Montilla or Cassidy Waters or Tuba and Dabula and people like that to like feed into the process. What I I feel like I was functioning as a kind of alchemist I was like this is all the things that I need to turn lead into gold or whatever for the magic to happen and then how can I try and systematize that magic so that other people can easily experience it? Right. Uh, yeah, like a
0: magician searching for the magic, right? <laughs> I,
1: I guess a little bit more like somewhere between a magician and a chemist.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would there like, be a difference between the two? I
1: would In say the magician is about illusion. Right. And <laughs> oh. the witchery is about the... Or the chemistry is about the... Uh, manipulation like a composer or a instrumentalist or whatever, like you manipulate physical things not to f- reach the illusion but to reach the experience Right. Yeah. like somehow if you're in pain and I can give you Panadol or I can whip up some Panadol out of like compounds then you're not experiencing pain anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is crazy
2: mm.
1: that that is possible and somehow, I guess, maybe body workers sit on a similar thing, like people that work with massage and um, osteopathy and things like that. If they can manipulate your physical system and structure in a certain way so that it alleviates suffering, that is a kind of magic to me. I'm, yeah. like, right on the science magic end of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when it was, like, gif of dance, I definitely didn't know what I was making and why it was good until I did it many times with many people. And I think all I've come to realise about that is that I am trusting the feeling that I have when I find something compelling enough to stay with. And so when I make the gif, if it doesn't compel me to keep watching it, it hasn't done its thing yet. Or if it doesn't, spark... Yeah, in response to the the act of dancing, rather than needing to be... Sometimes people need to be told what they need to do next in words. Yeah. And the people that inspire the hell out of me, like the people that I've been lucky enough to work with, like Miranda Ween, our process was to set up... Like, there was one or two things that I knew to give a taste of... Uh, the, I guess the aesthetic or the rules or the this, not this, so that you can narrow it down. Like you walk into a bakery and you're like, okay, I'm not in a computer store. I'm not in a bubble tea store. I'm in a bakery. So I've definitely already done this, not this. And then I either go over to the croissants or to the baguettes or to the donuts. That's another this, not this. And then once you're at the sourdough, right, like slow rise baguette stand, then you can start working out then you can improvise within it. And anything that you get is going to be a delicious baguette.
0: Yeah. (laughs) nice. nice. (laughs) And
1: so I think it was that kind of, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, I think it was that kind of situation where it was just so incredible that somebody so skilled in understanding bodies and physical potential, and then also activating her body to fulfill that physical potential. And then also being comfortable with, the unknown and then making offers continually that I got to work with someone like that who helped make this thing what it became. Because if I just made it and if I was the only author, it would have been different and it would have been shit. Not bad, but far less than what it became. Um, But in that sense, I... That comes back to inspiration. When I get to collaborate with people that inspire me, mm-hmm. that's most of the job done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Because they obviously inspire you for, for something. Mm. But then that's why that's such a shame to, like when residencies are one or two people. because I don't think that that's where dance thrives. Mm -hmm. Perhaps choreography, but I don't think dance as a phenomenon or an other plane of momentary existence or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the power of dance is in the empathetic, which is interesting to hear you talk about apathetic choreography, because I really do want people to feel something even if I don't have to feel it or the performers don't have to feel it I want the audience to feel it because um, because I think feeling is another form of thinking
0: yeah and that goes back to what we were saying with the binocular vision Mm. as well Mm. yeah
1: Anyway, that was a long
2: monologue. No, it wasn't keep going. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what about <laughs>
1: Uh yeah. What do you think about all of that? Is that strike a chord with you? You think some of the same things or you rebut some of those things? I think we're gonna
0: feel the sting later.
1: Uh-huh. I guess okay.
0: That, I think that makes sense. Um, it,
1: it makes a lot of sense, yeah.
0: Delayed action. <laughs> in some way yeah
1: because um delayed neuron firing as well
2: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. there are definitely some I think for me it's about trust as well that if somebody inspires me then I can trust them in a process that even if I don't understand what or how they came to that thing that they're proposing I can just trust that it has value because I trust the system that is at play within their noticing and offering. Yeah. Uh, and I think a process where you can't trust your collaborators would be the worst type of process.
0: Oh, no. Don't you reckon? It's like you're trying to do the tango but with backs turned towards each other instead of the Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, instead frontal. of the embrace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, even if you don't trust somebody's, um in other ways, you have to somehow trust their capacity for brilliance. <laughs> hard to do in the moment, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I trust some... T- and then you don't know. You can just trust the process, right?
0: That's true. Process, you, me, buddy. Yeah. This other person's... Sh- joking I'm joking <laughs> imagery wise you know personify the process into an entity <laughs> yeah, 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 have trust in it I trust your process
1: well I just trust yeah. people like we're working with um, this cool team here and the, the show is so loose that there are things to be done, but then at any moment, if an audience member is in a wrong way or whatever, you're going to have to deal with that.
2: Right. And
1: so then there has to be trust in not only their capacity to adapt, but then also the manner in which they will adapt, uh, that it will stay within the aesthetics of the characterization on the show. And so that's why I guess the process can't be used stand there and do this. The process has to be this is your intention and this is your desire and this is your... Journey, yeah. And this is your physicality, and I like to go to that place through doing the physicality rather than through scripting something out and then putting it on. Um, which is yeah.
2: Mm.
0: What's um you know, What does the rest of the year look like for you? Uh,
1: luckily, I will get to. To a few places and operate um, sound and lighting for Angela Go. Oh,
0: yeah. And Wait, would that be in Asia?
1: That will be both in the UK and in Taiwan. Oh,
0: that's so cool. Mm. Taiwan, where's the real China? <laughs> but, um.
1: <laughs> uh, and then I will do some teaching at the universities in Taiwan while I'm there. That's so cool. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah. I only got to go there for the first time last week uh, because of Adam Lab.
0: Yeah, I was having us wrap up. That's lots of cool. People who've okay. been there. I've not been to Taiwan, mm. but I but I admire a lot of the Taiwanese contemporary art that comes out of Taiwan.
2: Mm.
0: This gen- new generation of mm, just me, um, along with you know contemporary Chinese art as well.
2: Yeah,
0: the generation of um, artists <clears throat> in my generation who are um, who have parents in the baby boomer.
1: Oh, is baby okay. boomer a different time for different countries
0: um, probably the term baby boomer but ah. like um, the concept of people who are now in their 60s right or, or more
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and do you have an affinity with these artists in a way that I might not because of cultural history, and I'm only asking that because of the show that I came and saw that your dad choreographed. <laughs> you choreographed
0: for your dad. That was an interesting show because, um, well, my parents had written a play about um, immigration in general. They didn't really want to specif- specify their journey, which is immigrating from China during the height of Cultural Revolution. Um, Uh, leaving China before the events of 1989 Mm -hmm. um, with the Tiananmen Square Mm -hmm. Um, and so for this play I was asked to choreograph some things however it was a strange process because I didn't have enough time to allow for the movements allow for Movements to be particularly embodied by the dancers Mm. in some way because not many of the performers knew how to dance, and when they did, they were very um, classically trained, and so it became the movements became very colonial in some ways. Mm. In my
1: thoughts, yeah, I did Um, think that as well, but I figured that it was not. I mean, this is the thing. You can't assume that everything that happens in a show was the director's desire.
2: hmm
1: Or the choreographer's desires. So you just have to work with what you've got.
0: But it's being mounted again. Cool. In a...
1: And you think you can do something different with it?
0: I haven't actually had time to tangibly mould it.
1: Yeah. But then you need yeah. the conditions, right? You need space and you need dancers that are embodied in a certain way. Yeah rather than that way. Yeah.
0: And it's also that this work is being, um, I think we have about three more rehearsals or... Yeah, three more rehearsals until it's going to be
1: mounted again. So in three rehearsals, um, it's not very long. No, you can't remake a work in that time. You just have to try and make it the best it can be.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to have to miss one rehearsal (laughs) because... um, her rehearsals tonight. Oh,
1: wow. But I
0: have a performance art installation launch. Oh,
1: your performance?
0: Yeah. In St. Leonard's.
1: Did we talk about that one yet? No. You want to talk about it?
0: It's just, uh, I find myself stuck, not stuck, but like mainly doing performance art things at the moment because in some ways it's easier to apply for. (laughs) It's easy to apply for because, um, you know, it's the, it's the, like it's the, Um, what's it called? I don't want to say... You know, it's this new art form that is performance art. But, like... It's not new, but...
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. So it's easy to apply for, or it's somehow... Like, it's just you and some objects, and you show up, and you don't have to have rehearsals, or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, I fight against it.
2: Yeah.
0: It makes me feel like I'm losing, like, meaning in the things that I create, because I'm very... I'm not... um, Particularly for this project, Mm -hmm. because... Because it's accumulatively... um, Wait. Altogether, it's 27 hours of work for $300 for the whole process, which is about, like, $11 an hour. Um, It's not that I'm really angry about the money. It's just because when you're being paid cheaply, it makes you lose faith in your work. And it's like, okay, my work is now cheap, so I'm losing passion for it. Mm. That's why you charge a hate rate. You know? (laughs) But I'm not not really condemning the gallery for that. Mm. They don't have any... I mean, they probably don't have much funding to fund the artists. Yeah,
1: but but I'm sure if the plumber comes in, they're paying them an award. You know? So it's uh, it's an ongoing question. Uh, But I don't think it's one that we can solve, so I'm interested mainly to hear about the art. Like, what are you performing?
0: Performing, (coughs) um, it's this... um Well, it's a situational performance where the body. I have a. I have space that's two by three metres, and it's navigating that space. um, uh, There's gonna be chairs obstructing. like being obtrusive in the space, placed obtrusively, Mm. and then the body navigating and moulding around that whilst executing the score of knitting. In some ways, when I applied for it, I was like... Oh, the, the meditative and, like, practice of knitting, I wanted to just be paid just to knit in some ways. And then cool.
1: So you will knit?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are you going to knit?
0: Um, it's this long material that's just that big. Mm-hmm. It's continual, so that being a durational work, it's going to grow, you know. Um, and so by the end of the exhibition... you would see the, the, the history of where
2: mm. the body
0: has been indicative through where the where the material has been draped over the chairs
2: essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Like Casey Jenkins, I like Casey Jenkins. Um Casey Jenkins is a performance artist who works um as with knitting as her motif. Um she's made quite a few projects where she has used knitting as the, um, like, center point of her works. Hmm. Like, her most famous work was Casting Off My Womb which was, um she had yarns of wool that, um unraveled itself through the center and then she would put these yarns of wool into her vagina so that when she started bleeding the wool would be contaminated with blood and then she'd knit that into these, like into this scarf that was beautifully metaphoric you know because you know there's half a life in that scarf or some
2: something you know
1: Hmm. do you uh, derive as much feeling of inspiration from people who are not visual artists that do performance
0: yeah yeah something about their bodies as well like um
1: but, like, who else inspires you if you had to, like, block out all the visual artists?
0: Digital artists, like Ryuji Ikeda. Um,
1: Don't they do visual stuff?
0: They do coding, yeah.
1: And it makes sound? Or oh, wait, or wait, wait. It, was your
0: question, like, um, the absence of their body? Or the absence no, of... No, oh, I guess my arts, question right.
1: is, what dancing inspires you?
0: Right. Say that question again. What
1: dancing, what dancing inspires you? To make work or to feel.
0: Rhetoric. In,
1: enjoy <laughs> like, or inspired or whatever.
0: Like, um. Um. Rhetoric or satire. <laughs> but who? Like, but who? There's, um. A. An artist that. I've forgotten her name. I think her first name is Maria. Yeah where she created these outrageous personas on stage with you no know, her dancers hmm. she employed um trumpets uh, trumpet players mm-hmm. they were so integral to the performance of this 3 hour length work and then yeah um the creation of this absurd character in some ways that's
1: cool yeah and do you do it's, that
0: not at the moment.
1: Okay. Yeah. Are you interested in creating an absurd character to be? Yeah, because you
0: can just hide under that persona, you
1: yeah? know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I heard someone say once that actors lie but dancers try and tell the truth. Right. But I'm not sure if that's applicable or if it's, or if it's factual. But some, I think they were talking about dancers and musicians as well, who have like even if they have a persona, they become the persona. Whereas, they were talking about acting as some kind of form where you execute the skill of performing that persona, and you maintain yourself intact. Yeah, that.
0: yeah. Going back to your visual arts question, I think it's just the the ones that create more of an instant inspiration or, an, or a deeper impact because we're just such visual people as well.
1: Do you yeah. think that we are encouraged to be visual?
2: Hmm. And
1: that actually maybe we're... I would say that the visual seems the most legible.
2: Mm-hmm
1: but I also would say that we've put the most time into becoming literate with it mm-hmm. and that we also... I guess we're talking about humans. that we, we also are not bad listeners and listening is something that we can't stop,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we're always listening in all directions even though we can only see in one. And so there's something there about the power and the potential of not not watching. So I'm going to draw a long bow here and say that something about being visually focused when you're have evolved with your eyes in the front of your face that says that you're a a predator animal rather than a prey animal like the lizard that has the eyes on the side that's always looking in all the directions or a fish or something. Something about that maybe has put us in this like narrow focus mode Mm -hmm. where we're constantly pushing things to become legible and literal and that we almost interrogate the things that we view until they give up their mysteries. And there's something about uh, the omnidirectional act of listening... That could poetically be analogous to you could watch in that way, you could watch omnidirectionally you could let the thing happen in front of you rather than your gaze interrogating the thing that's happening,
2: right, yeah,
0: comically it would be you know using laser eyes to on a on a frog that's placed,
1: yeah, comically, yeah. definitely, yeah.
0: but no that's that's beautiful, yeah. You know. I'd... Yeah. I'd love to publish a graphic novel, commission an artist to just illustrate all of these, like, imageries and comical situations that happen.
1: Hmm. We should do that.
0: Are you an artist? I... Sketch artist.
1: Yeah, no. I would... I would love to be, and I also collect graphic novels. Mm. But I... You know that thing, like, when you really look up to something, you realise that you can't do it?
0: Like, this is Brian Azario's work.
2: Oh.
0: Um, Paul Dini, Fight Club. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, something that's graphic artists, and I think that's also egotistically me trying to pursue digital visual arts as well, without having the skill of... Um,
1: yeah, yeah. But things should also be open to you to play with, right? Mm. You don't think mm. so? I mean, maybe not <laughs> surgery. <laughs> but some other things. Mm. Is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't talked about?
0: Um... No, I kind of just like listening to you go on your, your rampages, you know.
1: Rampage.
2: Uh,
0: no, <laughs> my intellectual rampage, where my body is in stasis, but my mind has befo- personified and is you know, <laughs> doing pirouettes from inspiration and and motivation and stimulation. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing that I love about labouring
2: mm.
1: uh, on something, whether it's. Um, the application of materials onto surfaces, or whether it's dancing, or wh- that it's really—it's much harder to lie to yourself mm. than it is when you're pontificating.
2: <laughs> you can, like
1: spin things into existence that don't exist, but then you need to make them into an act, mm. which is why I love improvisation. So that then, when you're saying this could happen and this could happen you're talking about and reflecting on an experience that you all shared and you've tried to make happen mm. that's why audiobooks are such a gamble because you read it in your own voice but then if you have to listen to it you listen to it in someone else's voice
0: do you know the actor aziz ansaris mm. he wrote a book called modern romance mm um and he collaborated with social scientists to gather the statistics for his book and findings mm. he also read the book for the audio description of it um not description audio, audio
1: book.
0: book for it
2: yeah.
0: in the audio book he said um, you know he made comments to the to the listener being being like why are you why did you buy this audiobook? Now I have to read for you like why are you being so lazy <laughs> in his in his classic comedian voice right mm-hmm. like there's graphs in this book i, I can't show you the graphs now <laughs> yeah I like that uh, you know very funny and and it, my, <laughs> I felt attacked as an audiobook listener because admittingly I had borrowed the audiobook from a library um and then and then he attacked magic no, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it made me feel like I should turn the audiobook and go
1: borrow the actual
2: book. You
1: know? yeah. yeah, I don't think we should worry too much about actuality.
2: Mm.
1: It's like when you're working with someone and then they say you have to go over here and do this, and then you say yesterday it was this, and the best comeback I've heard from a director was Josh Thompson, yeah. and he was like, "I was a lesser man yesterday than I am today."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna start using that. That's so good. Yeah. I was a lesser person than I was yesterday, so keep quiet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you hope that the thing that you've thought up today is more developed.
0: Yeah, because I'm a I was a lesser man yesterday. That's so clever. Mm. I'm gonna use it.
1: <laughs> that's how the world gets better, right? If we all, <laughs> we so all discover the best things and then we. Let's get
0: Josh in here too.
1: True. Uh, okay, we'll wrap up. But anything? Anything else?
0: Um, there's just so many things. And so, like, like for example, I'm, uh, I have my first residency where I'm the resident artist in November and I have no idea what to do and that's scary. Um, but then there's a, there's just a lot of things that's just clashing at the moment. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Creatively? Yeah. Or uh, about your intention and how you spend your efforts? Or...
0: Um, mostly just solid blocks of events.
1: Like time, clashes. Yeah. Time.
0: yeah.
1: Okay, that seems easier to solve than that's creative true. clashing.
0: Creative clashing as well. Yeah. And will, I, will I develop into a greater man by tomorrow is my question.
1: I guess it depends what you do today.
0: That's true. And uh, today I'd love to develop uh, coding, you know, along with movement. Mm. And I feel like you. I feel like you have slight objections to that.
1: I don't. No. 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 I don't yeah. at all. I. It just takes so much effort to make things yeah. that I'm interested because I can't fathom when because I can't put myself in this in the, in your position when things are being made without agenda or without really? authorship right. because for some because I guess because of ego. I think that what makes it worth it to make things is that you're seeing something manifest that you had only imagined.
2: Right, yeah. And
1: and then that, you know, there's a sense of authorship in there, or even if there's not a sense of ownership, there's a sense of authorship or agenda or like, yes, this thing could be this, but I think it should be this because I wanted to achieve this. Or I think it should be this... I don't know why yet. And then you make the work and then you see how it affects people and then you realise why you made that decision back there because you've noticed how it affects people or something.
0: Right.
1: Which is not... So I'm not saying that things have to be outcome-focused, but I'm interested in the relationship that people have when they're just outputting into the world, like producing and producing and producing work.
0: Mm, I think that's it goes a, in an arc. No, I think that's an interesting thing with empathetic and apathetic.
1: What? I'm empathetic and you're apathetic? Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, in some ways, because... because Like, obviously, I, I sympathise with what you just said. We're both I, sympathetic. I, we're, we're, we're both sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find interest in making apathetic work that is almost in ignorance of a viewer mm. in some ways Mm-mm. in some ways though not 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 in all the ways not in all of the ways apathetic in emotion expressed as there is no emotion expressed in some
1: ways i completely agree the emotion doesn't need to be expressed by the performer yeah that's why i love angela goes work yeah because she leaves that space for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: as the viewer Or, you know, like, the implication of it. or But uh that doesn't mean that there's no agenda.
2: Yeah.
1: Or that there's no authorship. There's definitely an author at the centre of all the decisions that were made.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that went back to my brain being Times New Roman on white sheet <laughs> of paper. What does that mean? It's just so... It's just so, like... Data based and apathetic, you know, um, in some
1: ways. But how old are you?
0: 36.
1: Okay, well, I'm, I was 34 last week, uh, last month. Um,
0: but yeah, I know that.
1: So I think that um, comes in an arc. I think when you're starting to make then you should just make and make and make until you realize what it is that you make.
0: Right. Yeah, and I'm definitely in, in that. So, yeah. anyway, so I so I feel bad. I feel bad cementing my current knowledge Stop in a bad. podcast. I'm going <laughs> to listen to it tomorrow and be like, "No, is a
1: What about when you listen to it in like 5 years? I am and I am and you'll be a like, regressed
0: man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i hope that the value in cementing is actually more a value in extraction mm-hmm. so that it becomes an object outside of the self that yeah. can be viewed yeah. that you like, that you can think about it rather than thinking about you and you can mm-hmm. restructure it rather than having to restructure you
0: oh interesting and i notice yeah.
1: this happens when guys have like do hobby projects together like rebuilding a car or something where they all stand around facing it <laughs> and talk about this thing that they're working on. They're not at each other or at themselves. And mm-hmm. so there's something about having a, a third object to think about, which I guess is why sometimes people think about the audience because then they can be like, oh, I'm making this for them.
0: Well, it's frontality, you know?
1: Frontality, even in the round.
0: Even in the round.
1: Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. am about frontality.
0: Yeah, so there's a German philosopher called Heidegger He had an intern student who worked with him for six months. Mm -hmm. In that six months, he experimented and extrapolated how one engages with a mailbox. And what he resulted, um, what he found was you can never see it from front to back, back to front, inside out, lineage, past, future, its compounds as well. Um, And that relates to performativity and same as well, frontality of the round Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's. I don't know, it's just. Uh, like an ever present entity that is performance, really.
1: Yeah, and I guess our generational difference also has brought about a different embodiment. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. The way that I grew into my body and the way that you grew into your body is different on all accounts because of all the things. Like, there was no climate catastrophe that was in the general zeitgeist when I was working out who I was and what was important.
2: Yeah.
1: And there was no, um, deliveroo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Like, it's all different, right? And then
1: same, like, when my dad was becoming who he is and what he thinks the world could become he watched somebody land on the moon right and then yeah. I got born into the world where that had already happened yeah. and I was like it's all up from here but then was it I don't know
0: mm. yeah no interesting
1: so th- deliveroo
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 no no that, too, that too. but you know food services the sin of gluttony you know jokes. it's not really but still um, yeah no so
1: my uh, desire or or escape to the body Mm -hmm. as a place of um, conjuring magic or whatever is different.
0: Yeah, and witchcraft almost, but not not witchcraft, mainly.
1: Could be, yeah. I'm not sure. I do like to steer away from um, witchcraft and animism and religion and cults just because of the capacity for them to invent a fiction which gets taken as a fact that people then suffer in the name of
2: Right, okay
1: And I'm not so on board with suffering But I am on board with this thing called eustress, which is like positive stress, like when you're exercising or when you're growing or learning or whatever
0: You know, yeah, and would you define that as suffering? I,
1: I would define it as necessary to long term happiness. That's
0: true, because you know it's didactic didactic as well because there's never a light if there's no dark there's never gains without suffering <laughs> um, yeah um, but that kind of reminded me of something when I when I think about what to do for this residency maybe just name it so Hyong and so naive <laughs> <laughs> and then have that as a motif you know like like his like not I don't want to say hysterical but like rhetorical like satire based Characters. That's yeah. not the persona that yeah. is embodying them. Shakespearean esque, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> young. Yeah, it's two weeks. So it's like, well, what do you do?
1: I think you invite people in.
0: Yeah. 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 So it's a long drive north as well.
1: How far north?
0: Mm, three and a half hours by car and ten hours by public transport.
1: Okay. That might be harder.
0: Carpool, get in. <laughs> get in my house. No, no, I'll track you down for wherever you're walking on a you know, side path ah,
1: yeah, sidewalk yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah.
0: Beep beep Matt, yeah. come in. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Let's go and interrogate this art.
0: It's so us go and interrogate this art and then you know the person jumps in. Oh, it's three hours drive. True. Yeah,
1: true. But also I started dancing not to do anything but enjoy dancing. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And maybe that's different as well. Because I saw these dudes break dancing and I was like, oh my God, that shit is cool and then luckily they let me be in their crew. And then we were doing performances like at the Filipino club or fiesta at the Esplanade or whatever. And so it's it was about it was about this thing happening that doesn't have the space to happen daily and then it was about people feeling like it was something like it was something not necessarily like special but it was something that should exist
2: right, yeah Uh,
1: even if sometimes, because we were were teenagers so sometimes we just got paid in food you know which was fine because we were living at home and going to school, but I think that approach that has stayed with me. That what I where I think dancing should come from, and if choreography relies on an embodiment for someone who's interested in the way that I am, then I have to keep dancing and keep having desire to dance. Whereas a lot of choreography doesn't rely on embodiment, right?
2: Mm.
1: Like if you choreograph the fight scenes for Lord of the Rings, and half of it's CGI then you're, like, you're doing Olympic opening ceremony choreography, Mm -hmm. which is more about logistics, I would argue.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, no. um, Yeah, I'm still in that puddle of of discovering what is what. You know, I'm still a pre Anything when it was just lightning and a bowl of chemical
2: soup.
1: Yeah, but I think me too. I think I've just developed a a pattern of words to say when I'm in the state of the unknown.
0: (laughs) I'm just imagining, you know, maybe like you um, in the blank abyss blackness all around reading off a script <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the script you. is
1: blank <laughs> oh, it's just <laughs> so the, words isn't it the, the,
0: the, the words that you've strung together yeah you
1: know? yeah yeah,
0: a yeah, yeah. uh, like yeah. really Shakespearean ask um, yeah
1: it could be in a different language if I could speak a different
0: language what, what language would you want to speak uh all of
1: them all of
0: them <laughs> know what, formula one mm-hmm. do you know formula one um it's the race car racing, right? Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the drivers get there's only 20 seats per season. So there's only 20, you know, people who have this occupation in this world wow. to be a formula 1 driver. And they're usually selected marginally on talent, but also marginally on how many sponsors they bring to the game. And it's it's a it
1: sounds it's, like being in a festival.
0: It's just um you know, it's I've kind of hated Formula One into loving it now, because just imagine the fraction of money that the sponsors bring into Formula One to construct the parts for it, for them to essentially be crashed and broken up. Because that's highlights is when crashes happen, um, and apply that to some place else and to you know fund the arts that you know, may not be equivalent.
1: crashed and broken up. Crashed and broken up. <laughs> but can, <you> know, <laughs>
0: it's more, more than yeah. a road's worth of money.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: But you know, like, oh, it's just crazy in this world because, I don't know, if you buy sunglasses from Ray Barnes, you're technically sponsoring Ferrari, which is the second team in the ranking of Formula One. If you buy Puma, you're technically sponsoring Ferrari as well and also fourth India, that team. Famous sponsors that team as well. And then, if you also charge your car, refuel your car at Shell's, Shell sponsors Ferrari again. A lot of the fun stuff. Each of pictures developed at that one shop, and that one shop sponsors McLaren, you know, which is one of the team's. Part.
1: Tell me how this... Relates to testes. How your genuine interest in these kind of systems and interrelations, do you think that it will make its way into process? you artistic, um, creative.
0: In some ways, because it's... I see it as data.
1: It is, correct, yeah. yeah.
0: And I love generating movement from data.
1: Yeah. And impulse is not enough data.
0: I don't think... Honestly, I don't think um, I have the right gloves on to handle impulse at the moment, whereas handling data, there's such a, a safe fail space. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a really nice way to put it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah I think this is what I discovered. Uh, no, this is what I've wrapped up into the narrative... Post it happening, retrospectively, is that I graduated VCA without knowing how to dance. Right. And then I. It took me a few years and like a few very lucky opportunities dancing with companies and crews, learning how to then dance, mm-hmm. and then I could trust impulse. Oh, okay. Because I could set, I could let loose my impulse upon my dance ability. But impulse without a, a, a foundation of vocabulary or without a uh, integrated physical sensibility within space and time and gravity and all that often just makes really shit dancing, I think, to watch. I mean it might still feel good but it didn't feel good for me mm-hmm. so maybe there's something in that just the more time you spend dancing the, 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 that develops your gloves for handling impulse
0: yeah you lace your gloves with you know more rubber so you can handle the heat yes or like rubber to handle the electricity that is impulse
1: good one yeah and you hopefully your impulses get informed and educated at, through your becoming a better dancer right yeah and so you have an impulse that is more useful or more relevant to the current thing that you're working on. Which is a big question for me about like how diverse should a cast be that are making a show that wants to be a cohesive whole. Right. And how long do you need if your cast is more diverse in their thinking and training and lineage. histories and lineage? Because you'll need to somehow bring them all along on the journey.
0: Yeah, and that you know you can see an example of that in the in the Asian play that we did. You know, very diverse, and not enough time to string them together.
1: Yeah, I I think it was good that it existed, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially
1: for the audience that I saw that were there.
0: Yeah, what did you see? I saw
1: people. Stand up and say how they were affected by it and thanks oh, for doing true.
0: it. One of them was my neighbour. <laughs> oh, wow. So I live in a I live in a, a unit mm. and on all three sides of the unit. There's Michelle, there's Michelle and there's French man Michelle, so it's technically Michelle.
1: <laughs> <coughs> That's ridiculous. It's Are they funny. all blonde?
0: Yes, no wait. Uh, white haired, blonde brunette, yeah.
1: And they all came?
0: Not okay, all I them. One of them. I just, wanna, just the French Michel.
1: And he, I guess he has an experience of immigrating as well. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Would you like to start? Let's
1: know. finish on potential. Like that. Like you just said, let's make a piece about it. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
1: Or we can keep talking if you have something else that if um, you feel like it's not finished.
0: Just a... Uh, just, you know, wading through this pool of mm. unsureness at the moment, that's all. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: And you think if we if we keep talking, we'll get through the pool?
0: Probably not. I think to get through the pool, it's time as well.
1: Yeah. Our time in between. Yeah. Time to leave and come back.
0: Time, time to, to... Move. Yeah, time to move out of the quagmire.
2: It's also just time
0: to develop, you know. Well. Yeah, it's good news so far. Though.
1: Thanks, Wendy. <laughs> Should I <be> gonna stop? <laughs> Are you going to say something when as soon as I stop it? <sure>.